Welcome to another edition of No Block Sports. I'm your host, Jason Green. This is episode 66, and just like all the other 65 episodes, we have so much to get into. Uh, the Summer League um, concludes tonight with the Kings versus the Celtics. Um, I'm going to get into five players that really impressed me um, in the Summer League that I might have not seen coming, or players I really like that I just love even more now. Also, Red Light, Green Light is back, and it's going to be an all-NBA episode, so we're going to do the NBA off-season. We're just really going to hit on free agency, winners and losers, red light, green light. Red light means bad, green light means good. So the winners and losers of NFL, or sorry, of NBA free agency. And after this episode, we're going to get more into the NFL, NBA, and MLB in content. Maybe have on some college football. Um, I'm going to get into it, but first, I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. Um, if you listen to my episodes pretty frequently, I go on a lot of NBA rants, um, and most of them are very positive of how much I simply love um, the NBA. I talk about how the NBA just grows constantly and how they're always doing, 95% of the time, they're doing the right thing about marketing their game or you know pushing the right buttons with matchups and how Christmas Day is the biggest day of the year for them and how they have just everything they do right marketing wise and just growing the game they do like there's some things you could disagree with that they would do like the neck uh the ninja band headbands they got rid of I thought I mean that was awesome that they just got rid of um even with the summer league thing in the first and second place I didn't really like I like that tournament base that they would do but once again the NBA has marketed something that four or five years ago was not that big of a deal, and that is the NBA Summer League. Um, I watch, I've been watching the Summer League the past six, seven years, and I'll get to you why. The real reason why I love the Summer League in, uh, in a minute, but if you remember four or five years ago, they wouldn't sell out arenas even close. I mean, they used to have an Orlando. That, that's how much it didn't matter. They'd have in these small gyms in Orlando. I think the Orlando practice facility... And then they would go for a couple games in Vegas. Just just a couple. Now, and this really started when Lonzo Ball and the Ball Brothers, they're selling out arenas in Vegas. They got not one, two, but they're using two arenas in Vegas. Two weeks, teams are staying there. And they're selling out arenas constantly. It is must-watch basketball. Not only for junkies like myself. I'd watch it anyway if it was in Orlando. But... Four or five years ago, maybe you get you would get most of the games on NBA TV and maybe one game on ESPN when we go to Vegas. There was not a single game that you could not access this year. Not a single game, either on ESPN, ESPN2, or NBA TV. ESPN, you would use every ESPN possible to watch a game. They market the hell out of this thing. And it's really been proven that these things sell out. But why is it so great? And I'm going to tell you why Why it's amazing. You were taking, my opinion, the 80, 80% of the best players in college, basketball, probably most talented players, and you're putting them in a gym, not just from this year's draft class, like this year. You're talking about previous years before, lottery picks that didn't get that much playing time, late first rounders, and you're getting early second rounders that are trying to prove that they're should have been picked in the first round. You're getting the late first rounds that are proven they're trying to be lotteries. And you're getting the top 10 guys. The guys are the most talented. The guy that people are trying to see. The Cade Cunninghams. The Jalen Greens. When Lonzo Ball was there, everyone wanted to see him play. Right? The Ben Simmons played. Markel Fultz played. Jason Tatum, he played. Donovan Mitchell. We missed out last year on it, and it was very disappointing. It just wasn't 
the same environment with COVID. The fans are bringing into it. But you're giving me 80% of the best players in college basketball and some European players. And you're telling them to go at it and fight for their NBA lives. I mean, you got teams that don't even have first-round picks, like the Portland Trailblazers, bringing in Emmanuel Moutier, Kenneth Fareed, and Michael Beasley on a roster. They were really going for that summer league title with those three players with plus experience. I was just watching a game today, and I saw Brandon Knight. I, I, I can't believe I watched four or five games and even knows Brandon Knight was there. He's been in the league nine years. They're fighting for their NBA lives. It's do or die right here. You don't get that kind of environment in any other preseason atmosphere. You just don't feel it like that. And to compare it to things that I would watch, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm 100% serious when I say this, I would watch a summer league game over an average MLB game all day. All day. It's not even close. Oh, you're telling me the, Do- the Dodgers and let's just go, the Mets were playing this weekend? Two good teams, big games for both of them? No, nah, I'll watch the summer league all day. NFL preseason's on? Yeah, it's exciting. Football is back. I don't care about watching third, third or fourth stringers play. At all. Give me NBA Summer League. It is the best preseason action that you can find anywhere. And it's just another W. And let's keep it real. The timing is perfect. It's late in the MLB season where it's not too late. Where the division races, they're starting to heat up. But they're not, you know, insane like 30 days left. The NFL is just starting its preseason and training camp. So while the people are excited the NFL is back, you're dominating every single day of the NBA. You don't have preseason games every single day. The NBA Summer League is simply another reason how the NBA has dominated the marketing scene in the four major sports. They have simply dominated it. And not to mention, they put the number one player in the class, Cade Cunningham, versus the number two every year in Jalen Green. They do it every year. They make sure those two teams play and drive it up like crazy. Straight on ESPN, I saw Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green giving each other buckets. You don't, I mean, the Pistons will play the Houston Rockets this year. But think about it. They only play once, once or twice. You're getting it immediately right after they're drafted. Fighting for their lives. Young bucks going at it. Old vets trying to make it back in the league. In Vegas in a party town with a bunch of 19 to 21-year-olds who are having a great time and playing ball. There is nothing like it. And you got coaches trying to prove themselves to these head coaches. These assistant coaches getting the first-time opportunity to coach. You got people that are announcing that usually don't announce. It's a much more casual environment. It is so awesome to watch. And I'm going on in these rants because it is amazing. One thing they got to change is go back to that playoff format. I think they do it because they're trying to get more games in. And the tournament format, you would have maybe four games playing instead of the five. And I understand that just for the experience. But get the tournament back. I remember Denzel Valentine at the game winner. One year, and also they had that great double OT rule that you obviously wouldn't have in a regular NBA game. But it was great. Summer league, I've watched not every game. I'm not gonna say I've watched every game, but I've watched around seventy percent of the games, and I've seen some massive highlights, and I've seen players stand out that I won, which I'm going to get to in a second. But once again, the NBA has caught my attention year round. It always does. It never ends. NBA free agency is better than any other major sport. The tampering, the big contracts, the massive trades. You don't get that in the MLB. You don't get that in the NFL. The preseason action is much better than the MLB or in the NFL. Right? And 
while I would take NFL playoffs, right, in a single game scenario of the NBA, the regular season, how it's shorter, the grind, the exciting night-to-night action, the NBA continues to dominate year-round. It is a nine, no, it is a, I would say a 10-month sport. The only sport that can say that, that I, it has my attention 10 months out of the year, and it's going to end summer league ends today, and then in 64 days, right back at it, opening night, October 19th, that they announced, and they announced the Christmas Day games again. They're just dropping little hints. The NBA schedule release will probably come out in three weeks, and the NBA will run Twitter again, and then it's all about pettiness, and it continues that. Summer League, another reason how the NBA continues to dominate in the marketing world in the four major sports. And once again, another massive W for Adam Silver and the crew. And that's what's on my mind. All right, so let me give you five players. After I went on that just ginormous rant of these young bucks going out, I'm going to give you five players that really caught my eye in Summer League. And as I said before, just people that either I didn't see coming, right, or I liked before a lot, and they just further proved it to me. First player is Peyton Pricard or Pritchard, however you pronounce it. He is dominating summer league obviously the celtics are in the finals tonight so when you listen to this it will be over and maybe he puts up insane numbers again but right now he is 15 to 26 from three averaging 20 points per game and around nine assists um he was really good for the celtics last year and the celtics have are now kemba's gone i mean that's the truth kemba's now gone and i'm not saying Payne ricard's going to be the starting point guard but what i am going to tell you is now point guard minutes are now to be had for um, Imek Udukbu, if I pronounce that correct, his squad. And Brad Stevens and Udukbu are looking at this like Payne Ricard can be the guy. Also, Aaron Naismith looks awesome. 18 points per game. He's one of the best shooters in the class, and he shot around 45% from three. At Vanderbilt, averaged 20 games. Only played around six games. Why people were a little concerned about him. He looks great as well. So the Celtics have really taken a W in the summer league with those two players. And Payne Ricard looks like he can play valuable minutes he did play valuable minutes last year so don't i mean put like a casual didn't watch Celtics. i know he played last year but now it looks like he took the next step he's looking to play more valuable minutes with kemba gone now it that is going to be important they also lost evan fournier they lost a decent amount of people especially in in the backcourt all right second i said the second just a little pun for the second overall pick Jalen green amazed me he amazed me. Um, just the things I like about his game that I liked before. He is a legit three-level scorer. And there's there's a lot of those in college that come to the NBA. But he is so fluid. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he averaged around in the fast-paced offense that Steven Sass runs. He's got a couple other ball handers. He's got to compete with Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. That's going to be an interesting dynamic that's there. Daniel House. I don't see why he can't average around 18 to 20 points per game this year. And I, I'm serious when I say that. I'm going to go around 16 to 20. I think Jalen Green easily averages this year. He he shot 53% from three. That's not going to continue. I see him as around a 32 to 34% three-point shooter. But if he stays efficient with his, with his shooting, he was in a lot of tough step-back threes fading away. He just looks so fluid as an athlete. And I saw a lot of defensive... I, what I saw is someone that took things personally. And I love that as the number two overall pick. He said I should have been the number one overall pick. That's basically what he's saying. And obviously he feels that way. But he proved it. I mean, I said, I tweeted this. I said, if he Jalen Green played college, he'd be the number one pick in the draft. 
I think he will end up being the best player in this class. I do. And I think he's out to prove something. And listen, whatever chip you want to get on your shoulder, go get that chip. I hate people be like, oh, you only got to pick one person that'll to you. You're still a second over pick. Yeah, that's called different mindsets. You don't think he wanted to be number one overall? Even though he said he wanted to be Houston, you don't think he you don't want chip on your shoulder for being number one overall? What he's doing is awesome. It's a three-level score. He's going to put Houston back on the map. I don't know how long it's going to take, but he's got... I mean, he's got NBA All-Star, multiple, I'm talking 8 to 10 time potential. He really does for me, and I just thought something would prove that even more for me. All right, I'm shouting out my Sixers for the three guys. Sixers had three guys be amazing, but I'm shouting out Paul Reed. Listen, Tyrese Maxey was unreal, and he took like he took a lot of steps slowing down the game. Like Everything seemed slower for Tyrese Maxey. Isaiah Joe was knocking down threes, had step back. Um, threes that he didn't have in his bag. I mean, as a Sixers fan, I, I'm watching these a little bit more closely. Paul Reed is the first player since Allen Williams, UC Santa Barbara, by the way, if you didn't know what college he went to, um, with a 20-20 game, 20 points and 20 rebounds. Allen Williams did that in 2015, uh, 2016. What, what I shocked me about Paul Reed is I knew he was around 6'9", 220, and he was athletic. But you can be all that and still not be versatile. You know what I mean? He is quick. He's got a little bit of a handle. He's a little slippery in the paint with his moves. I liked everything that I saw about that. Seriously, I liked everything I saw. He had another double-double today, 17-10. In that same 2020 game, he had around four assists, four steals, three blocks, something like that. He is all over the court. Andre Drummond's obviously now the backup center, but he keeps developing, and you go in this you know versatility age that you're in, I think he can end up being a backup center, for the Sixers, and this is what you're trying to get from Summer League. You're not overreacting too much. I'm not saying Paul Reed's going to be a superstar. I'm not saying Peyton Ricard's going to be a superstar. But this is what these GMs are looking for. These looking for guys that didn't play a role last year to now play a role this year. So I don't have to go get someone new and I keep you on the payroll. Seriously, that's what it's about. Can Paul Reed now play some more NBA minutes? Can Peyton Ricard now step into the role and play some more NBA minutes? And I think... These guys caught my these catching GM's eyes to prove that. All right, fourth guy. This is the guy I wanted the sixes to draft, so I got a two-mile horn. I love this kid out of college. I am a huge Cam Thomas fan. If you want to watch Cam Thomas as your cornerstone piece, you're watching the wrong guy. It's not what he does. He is a certified bucket getter. He led high school in all of scoring. It's what he did in his uh, for his national scale in Oak Hill. Um, in LSU, he was the only freshman in the top 20 in points per game. He was fifth in the country as a freshman. He was the number one in the SEC. In the NBA Summer League, he was once again first in scoring. He's a certified bucket getter. Reminds me so much of Vinny Johnson back in the Bad Boy Pistons. A combination of him and Lou Williams. He is just a bucket getter. And the thing is, what bucket getters do is he's got, he has a bag to get into the basket. He averaged around 11 free throw attempts. That is how you score. His favorite player is James Harden, and he acted like James Harden in the summer league. He's obviously not going to be putting up 27 points per game in the NBA when you got Kyrie, KD, and James Harden in your squad. But this is a good get by uh, Sean Marks and the crew because what's say Kyrie Irving gets hurt or they want to give off days? Cam Thomas for a night can elevate you. If you just put him next to KD and he's hot with KD, I mean, he can score in the game 28 points and replace a Kyrie Irving. I'm not saying on a consistent basis, but he can do that for you on on a on an on night or two. And he can hit tough shots. So that 
Did anyone? See, I mean, I hope you saw that one-legged faded fadeaway for three from the win and double OT. From the next point wins. That is a such a tough bucket that he made look smooth. And I love Cam Thomas' game and everything about him. All right, last player is Davion Mitchell. I the last time I was so sure about a prospect having a really good floor. Um, I was dead wrong. I thought Chris Dunn, when he came out, had the best floor in the draft. I thought there was no way Chris Dunn, I'm not saying Chris Dunn would be a superstar, but I watched Chris Dunn a lot of Providence as a Villanova fan. There was not anything I didn't like about his game. Good in the mid-range, couldn't really shoot the three, but he can get to the basket, good passer, and an excellent defender. Um, I love Davion Mitchell. I think he easily has the best floor in this class. I don't see this guy being a bad player. I just... I would be, he has the lowest bust potential for me. I just don't see it. Um, his nickname is Off Night because he is such a good perimeter defender that when he's guarding you, you will have an off night. And he once again proved that to me. Um, he's easily the best defender in this class. Um, if we're talking first and second team all NBA, I could see that in his future for a defensive team. I really could. He's just a good all around player. He can shoot, he can handle the rock. He's a three-level scorer. Not an elite three-level scorer, but he's a three-level scorer. Um, he's comfortable running the offense. He's got a winning mentality. He was one of my favorite players in the draft. And I remember I had him dropping in the NFL, NBA mock draft. And it was just because of his age. And I remember saying if he was 19, he would be the number one pick in the draft. Or top five, top three pick. And I had no doubt in my mind about that. Um, and once again, he dazzled me. Absolutely dazzled me. Um, other players that are awesome. Trey Jones. Um, Paul Paul. Was awesome. Um, just off the top, of he NBA summer league man, awesome. Can't wait for next year. Um, and then the thing is, some of these players in the draft that aren't gonna play that much. Maybe Paul Reed's back next year. Maybe he is. I don't know. But some of these players who they're not gonna get that much playing time will be back in summer league, and it's gonna be equally as awesome next year. But those are five players that really caught my eye in this year's NBA summer league. Okay, so last but not least, what I got to cover in uh, the NBA offseason is we're going to do, uh, it's been a little bit since we did a red light, green light, and we're going to do like free agency because I kind of really covered the draft in the summer league. So this is my free agents, winners, and losers. Red light means you, I didn't like what you did, and green light means I did like what you did. A little pun on words. My last name is green with an E at the end. It's very close, so we run with it. All right. First team, green light to the Chicago Bulls. Listen, the Bulls haven't made the playoffs in 2017. And you were a top, what, five, six, seven major market in all of sports. And it's about time you gave the team, or Zach Levine and co, players to compete. And that's exactly what they did. Listen, they signed two really good defensive players in Lonzo and Caruso, who can also handle the ball. Lonzo had a really good year shooting three. Give also more athleticism. Um, and then they got DeMar DeRozan. Um, DeMar DeRozan is not an NBA star anymore. He is not. But can DeMar DeRozan give you 20 points per game as a second guy to Zach Levine and around five assists? It's it's going to be an interesting fit. All three of these players are guards. Crusoe is probably, a, I mean, I don't know, call him a shooting guard or a point guard. He's kind of like a combo guard. Lonzo's a point guard and DeMar DeRozan's a small forward shooting guard. You also have Zach Levine. Um... So I don't know what this means for Kobe White. But listen, you also have Nick Vucevic there. So listen, a Levine-Vucevic-DeRozan um, trio is going to get you in the playoffs. I don't know how far it's going to get you in the playoffs. I don't even know if you're you're not a top four seed. So Sixers, 
were the, obviously the one. But I'm going to go Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Hawks, Knicks, Heat. I mean, this gets you to the seven, the seven spot. And if the Bulls are okay with that, the Bulls are okay with that. But they're still winners to me because it's going to be awesome to see Chicago in the playoffs, right? As they should be in as a premier staple in the NBA over the past 25 years that they weren't and getting the energy back. So, Chi Town, I think you took a dub in this offseason. And also, it, it shows Zach Levine that you care. Another losing season with Zach Levine, I think he might have requested a trade. Um, all right, red light, Dallas Mavericks. This is simply because they just can't, I don't know, and something will come out of this eventually. I hope I'm not speaking too soon that NBA players just don't like Luka. But it's either that they don't like Luka, because Dallas is tax-free. They just can't convince a star to come play with him. And I don't know if Luka's getting a bad rep, but once again, I'm looking at this team and I go, they have no NBA championship potential. They don't. I mean, you got a new head coach in Jason Kidd. Um, is that going to make, is his system going to make Porzingis back to Porzingis? I doubt it. You spent a lot of money on Tim Hardaway Jr. to bring him back. And that's what you had to do. But they were, they were six seed. They were five seed last year. I just, I just don't know how you get better than this. Like, I just don't know how you got better. I don't know how much better Luke can get. I'm not saying he can't get better because I think he's probably going to be the front runner for MVP, but I just don't know how much better they got. And it's just going to be another reason of, yeah, we'll probably lose in the first round next year again. All right, winner, the New York Knicks. Um, They finally got some free agents. Listen, their guard play was not good in the playoffs. If it wasn't Derrick Rose facilitating, they couldn't get buckets. Um, they brought Derrick Rose back, re-signed on as a stable to their defense. You got Kemba and Evan Fournier, two scores. Evan Fournier had a great summer. He usually plays much better in international ball than he does in the NBA, but still, he's a certified scorer. And Kemba, on a two-year, $18 million deal, is a steal. It's an absolute steal because Kemba Walker, to me, can still average 17 to 20 points per game in a heavy-minute system that he is going to get, probably. So you, you fixed your number one issue. If youth now develops, I'm not even going to put Kevin Knox in that situation. Mitchell Robinson develops and can play more minutes, but him and Well are a good one-two combo. Obi Toppin develops. He had a pretty good summer league. And RJ Barrett continues to develop, who was pretty good last year. The Knicks, who play really good defense, are not a team many people want to face. But it's going to take a little bit more time. But once again, you're getting closer and closer to getting to a big-time playoff series. Last year, you made the first round, right? Now, this should maybe take you into a more competitive first-round series than five because it really wasn't that competitive. And then two, getting in a second-round series. And that's, that's all you can ask for when you know you're not the top four teams in the East. So it's okay, but you got to get to where you're supposed to be. And that's going to be even a competitive six or seven game series against a good team to measure yourself. That's where the Knicks have to be. All right, red light. I have the Philadelphia 76ers, my team. Um, it's not even I don't mind the Andre Drummond signing. As a backup center who's going to give you 14 minutes name, and if Embiid ever is out, he can do a lot of things with the basketball, I don't mind. It's not that Georges Nang. I actually like that move a lot. I think Georges Nang is a great fit for the Sixers. It's that... They played this cat and mouse game with Ben Simmons, and I don't think they ever really wanted to trade him because all the offers were absolutely ridiculous. Um, and but they missed out on Kyle Lowry, and I actually wrote about this um, in an article I wrote for Sixers Nation. Um, the Sixers have never been able to track free agents, and I understand Miami is a much luxurious destination, 
And for any other free agent, I would agree with you. But Kyle Lowry was born and raised in Philly. He hasn't been in Philly in forever, and there were reports last year he would take a pay cut to come to Philly. So what happened? Like, what happened that he is not a Philadelphia 76er today? Because if you're not getting Dame Lillard, Kyle Lowry's got experience. He's got NBA championship experience. Like, not just experience, NBA championship. He's average, been a multiple-time All-Star, can close out games for you, can run a team. There's not much he wouldn't have brought to, that, that they didn't need to bring to the table. And you probably wouldn't have to get rid of anybody. Because you had the mid-level exception, you had a lot of stuff you could make it. George Hill would have been 10 million mid-level exception, 17, you probably would have gotten Kyle R for 20 and trade Maxi. Right? And there, there, there's your team. So it just that missing out was big. Um, they actually just hired Phil Beckner, who's actually assistant to Weber State when Dane was there and is his trainer. So there's still time. That's the truth. There's still time. The season hasn't started yet. I said 64 days. So maybe Dame will be a sixer by then. But for a team to me that was never better than the Nets or the, the Bucks, the Knicks got better and the Heat got better, which only makes it tougher for you. And the Bulls. I mean, not saying the six the Bulls are not even close to the Sixers, but it only gets it only makes it tougher. That's the truth. Alright, next green light, the Lakers. The Lakers won because um Russell Westbrook is better than Dennis Schroeder. It is just that simple. Now, does a lot of people leave? Yes, Caruso had to go and they had to get rid of Kuzma and KCP. And that's a little bit of defense. KCP and Caruso is some defense. And I actually like Kyle Kuzma on the defensive end. But you did get a lot of good veteran guys. Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Carmel Anthony, Malik Monk, Dwight Howard, Kendrick Nunn signed for a two-year deal. Um, I don't think um, Kent Bazemore is, might be the only guy I missed. But the truth was, they're still not a better duo in the league. I mean, maybe KD and James Harden than LeBron and AD. Russell Westbrook, on any given night, if LeBron is out, can lead a team in a game. And that's what they've that's what they've always struggled with. Can you win the games LeBron's out? And I think Russell Westbrook will actually help that to get you to that one seed and to get you into that higher seed. Because I still I think they're the best team in the West. And it gets you a little bit closer than the Nets. I don't think they're better than the Nets. But now I think they have more of a chance. I don't know how it's going to pan out. My starting lineup for them would be Westbrook at the one, Wayne Ellington at the two. Ariza at the three, LeBron at the four, and eighty at the five. That's what I would run with. And the Kendrick Nunn signing is awesome because he's be excellent backup point guard, um, off the bench. So I I really don't dislike what they did, and I got some shooters like Trevor Ariza is a good shooter, Wayne Ellington's a really good shooter, Malik Monk's a good shooter, Kendrick Nunn is a good shooter. I mean, it it's gonna the spacing's gonna be a little weird, but if anyone can figure it out, it's LeBron, and that's the truth. All right, red light, trailblazers. Everyone saw this coming. Dame said you needed to make changes to the team. Here's what you got. Cody Zeller, Tony Snell, Ben McLemore. No big changes, nothing done. Blazers will lose in the first round. It's. I would field some offers for CJ McCollum and see if you can get. That's just the truth of what i do. But there's really not much to it. They didn't win. They didn't do anything. And Dame is definitely gone next year if they have another first-round exit. He's just going to be gone. Um. All right. Greenlight, Heat, what an offseason, man. Not only did you get Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker, which is awesome for your team because you can now play multiple multi-positional versatile defending lineups like the Milwaukee Bucks did in the NBA Finals with Bam Adebayo and P.J. Tucker, your 5'4", can literally guard every position already. You re-signed Duncan Robinson, guy shooter back, and Oladipo came back to you for the veterans minimum. Um, then you also added Markeith Morris for depth. They have everything. I mean, yeah, you lost Goran uh, Dragic, and um, you lost um, Kendrick Nunn. But Kyle Lowry's better than both of them. So, no L there. 
And Oladipo, who's not healthy, that's your one too. Uh, this starting lineup is good. I mean, really good. They got they're legit. I mean, eight nine deep, and it's gonna be interesting. I think this might be a team where same team when the Heat win the finals. They're kind of gonna float around the three or four, and I think no team really wants to play them in the playoffs. I I would not want to play them in the playoffs. Um, last red light, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like they haven't ever. I don't know last time they had a W winning NBA offseason ever since LeBron left and any time he's left. Um, I don't understand the Jared Allen contract. I would have let him walk. Him and Mobley are not going to... Mobley's not coming off the bench. I mean, still have Kevin Love. They can't get rid of him. I mean, I I, I just don't get it. it they're going to play them both at the 4-5. Evan Mobley's good, but he's a 5. Jared Allen's a 5. I don't see this ending well, unless Jared Allen plays so well that you can ship him from other young prospects. So... Then I'll shut my mouth. But I just don't know how this is going to work. And the double bigs never worked for me. I experienced it with the Embiid Horford situation. It sucked to watch every night. And the Cavs, who are already a mess anyway, want to get rid of Sexton, can't get rid of Love, have now made a little bit more of a who's going to play where situation. So those are my red light, green lights for the 2021 NBA offseason. All right, that's going to do it for episode 66 of No Block Sports. And like I said, it has we had a lot to get into, just like the other 65 episodes. Uh, per usual, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, you can find us on anchor.fm slash Sports, Or you can just look up No Block Sports Apple, No Block Sports Spotify. Um, if you want to check out my other stuff that I do, um, I'm back with Gary, what I used to do with the Waterboys, Coach Gary Radio Podcast. Check that out. You can find us look up on Twitter and on Spotify. I wrote for Sixers Nation. Article comes out every Friday. So I'll have an article out there. And my NFL picks will be coming back. Um, I'm working on someone, something with someone in that to get my NFL betting picks back. So we're actually going to start NFL content next week. Um, but until then, I mean, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend. I mean, all the feedback. And also, remember, every time I tweet, argue with me on Twitter about it. I love every second of it. Thanks, guys, and um, have a good night. Yeah.